Hello and welcome to the It's All Film and Games podcast. Today we are covering the Netflix film Army of the Dead directed by Zack Snyder. The movie came out uh, last week, I think, and my initial thoughts on it, um, I'll give those later. And today I'm joined by Samir, <laughs> Sam. Sorry, I, I went. Yeah, you really want, you were just rearing. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I was. I think of it, and yeah, so the episode, guys. And that's the episode. So that one. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Please leave a review I'm, saying we're the best Italian podcast <laughs> on, guys, on the internet. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm so excited to see you all. It's been. It's been a week of loneliness. Uh, I know some of you saw each other, and I was very jealous of that. Um, but yeah, I feel like we, Corey, sh- we should. We should share the story tonight of how I was this close to not only seeing Dane but watching tonight's movie with Dane. Yes, but yes. didn't get to because I was blinded by a tiny I don't even know what like some sort of particle that flew into my eye during a game of basketball which anyone who knows me knows Wait, how much how many points did you drop yeah uh, I, how I bet you were lighting it up yeah I I would say I would say I scored at least a point at least one free that, throw I think I, I hit a three and got a got a layup somewhere in there Corey, this is why we, we don't play sports. No, yeah, it, you're exactly yeah, right. Too. Agreed. Anyone who knows me knows <laughs> that game of basketball was probably the only game of basketball I've played in the past like five years ever. of my life. Yeah, maybe <laughs> ever because sports and, and I don't typically uh, get along. At least the the playing of them. Amen. So now we know that play sports, you go blind. One of us. One yeah, of us. One of us. I was, really, I was ready to. I was. There's... I was. I wanted. I was about to drive to Dane's that night, and I was like, "Holy shit! I can't see. Like, I literally could not see." <laughs> and I think I only well, sent Dane this picture, but I I had bro. to wear like um her sister's like you know those like eye masks you wear when you sleep. Um, yeah. I put I had to cover my eye with it because when my eye was open and exposed. It would just wig out, and I started go. It started burning and going crazy. I think I scratched okay, my. So we found our spot. picture to tweet our link for this podcast yep. episode. It's gonna be that yeah. picture. I'll, yeah, I'll get. I'll, I'll get well, no, well, what I what I was actually thinking was posting his eye picture at a bunch of tables in a cafeteria <laughs> and say, "Which table would you sit at?" Because um, that More besides on that Corey's later. big injury. <laughs> Yeah, the the other big news is we make horrible Twitter content and we're the butt of all jokes for a solid day on Twitter. So thank you for every all the new listeners. Well, I think and all of our if any, newfounds. if any new listeners, I mean. Yeah, I mean there was two, I think, but well, we appreciate. We don't you know guys if we don't know if we converted out. them into listeners yet. They're they're followers. Yeah. But if we yeah. have new listeners, they're I, probably, I feel like, like we are hate listening, which I'll take a hate listen any day of the week, but. Yeah, well, we will, I'm sure, be talking about this more. In this, It'll come up in at this some episode. Point. It it will come up um to some extent. So I guess we can just uh well I've taken over Dane's. Uh, hey, it's all right. It's all right. The segue. <laughs> we're not. We're not getting, uh, Speaking of uh, uninteresting, I'm not getting paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> wow, everyone's doing a great job at hosting. Yeah. Except for Dane. <laughs> Dane, how do you feel everyone's about Everyone's talking that? over me. I I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, guys. It turned into um, George Costanza there a little I, bit. I, I saw. Uh, I, I was gonna yeah. say like an Ace Ventura kind Jerry! of thing, but yeah, I yeah. loser. All right, guys. Well, now I'm going to attempt to host. So today, yes, we are talking about Army of the Dead, and then after that discussion, we're gonna go through each of us and give our top three most anticipated films for the summer. Um, but that's at the end. So let's get right into this Army of the Dead discussion. And uh, I'll open it up to you, but I'm just going to say there should only be one Zack Snyder film released a year. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, I like he, that. He killed, he killed a Snyder Cut, but, dude, Army of the Dead was, was not, not, not the best. No. How did you guys feel about Army of the Dead? Um, Dude, who is Zack Snyder's editor, and why do they refuse to do their job of <laughs> editing his movies? Like, this movie is an hour too long, at the very least. Maybe, honestly, this movie's two and a half hours long. I think it's two and a half hours too long. Like, this could be a five-minute <laughs> long movie, and 
we'd yeah, be it's funny. My, it. you, like, you yeah. sort of put it well there, Dane, like, by talking about, you know, he should only have one a year because my biggest takeaway was like every criticism that people either thought the Snyder cut would face or that people threw at the Snyder cut is exactly what is wrong with army of the dead. It's, it's Absolutely. over, it's over long. Like Sam mentioned, it's sloppy. It's, it's messy. It's disjointed. It's all the things that I I was worried the Snyder Cut could be just because it was this big behemoth of a four part movie, and I, I ended up really enjoying that one. But uh, I guess he was he was saving uh saving all those criticisms for his next one. Snyder-ism. All those all those Snyderisms, yeah. For for what is a very Zack Snyder movie, we can talk about that in yep. a little. But like like it has his 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 touch on it for sure. But I'm not so sure that's a good thing. Yeah, my um. My... That's a legendary filmmaker you're talking about. <laughs> My, he did make um, it in the uh, in the in our cafeteria, right? He was in there. Yeah, and e- yeah, yeah, ev- yeah, he was at the was. first. Everyone day. wanted to kill Taika Waititi and Jack yeah. off mm-hmm. Zack Snyder underneath yeah, the they, cafeteria they, table. They, the top comment was, "I get to sit at a with two legendary filmmakers and Taika." Easy you know who choice. would not appreciate those comments is Zach- right, is uh, Rita Ora and uh, Tessa Thompson. You guys saw that picture. Mm, yeah I saw oh that. yeah wait that, what that happened pictures, Taika Waititi and Rita Ora are dating but but I think oh, they also I saw that, yeah. like you know get yeah. kinky with Tessa Thompson on the side as well yeah <laughs> and they're in like a three-way monopoly yeah, but uh like, Marvel and Kevin Feige were not not too pleased it reminds yeah, me of like when Disney stuff. Channel started to wear like chastity rings you know yeah <laughs> what let the people kiss. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm looking at this picture now. It's it's like this it's is not, a, yeah. this is the most I would, like tame I know, I was thing so, to get I was mad about. The article about, about like, it, what? and I was like, oh man, is there like a nude of like Tessa Thompson and Tycho? That's what I thought there? too. Like, I would it, I wouldn't mind seeing. It's it, and it's a completely normal picture. Yeah, it's it's actually incredibly yeah, like you said, very tame, kind of a letdown. Yeah. God. All right. Well. Oh my god. Guys, our uh, first impression seems like we are not the biggest fan of this one. Um. But just because we have to, we have to do it, you know? Is there anything we liked about Army of the Dead? I will go ahead and say it did have one of my favorite moments of the year. And the reason why I didn't give this like a half star or a one star, I gave it a full on two neck breaks out of five (laughs) because of that fantastic little sequence when the zombie flips that chick's neck and just snaps it in half. I thought that was really shocking, really grotesque. Honestly, everything I wanted with the movie that we never got except for that one sequence, I thought that was really cool. Um, There was some like slow-mo money falling as um, Dave Bautista's Bautista bombing all the zombies. (laughs) Like that that was pretty fun. Other than that though, Hard pressed to find anything I liked with that film. Yeah, I I yeah. I liked the the opening. I thought was cool. It was very tense. Um, nice little East until it was too well, long. Yeah, there was, there was I did yeah. like I did opening. like the little nod Easter egg uh li- line of dialogue to American Werewolf in London. That was pretty cool. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but um, basically in Army of the Dead, there's a part where in the beginning the guys laying down on the ground. And another um, soldier's like up, and he said, "I forget what he says exactly." But then the zombie comes and just takes down the dude that's standing up. In uh, American Werewolf, that happens, except it's a werewolf. And the same line of dialogue said, um, "I thought that was pretty cool. I like that uh, sequence you talked about, Sam. And I did like the ending. It reminded me a lot of like the Tall Tale, um, Walking Dead game uh, with the Dave Batista thing." Um, so that, that was pretty, I like that, but the first half of this movie is watching paint dry. It's, it's something we've, um, we've seen before in terms of them getting the team together and just like, come on, get the the, zombie train of movement. And the performances are terrible. I mean, like, um, yeah, Dave Bautista is so bad bad in it, which is a shame because he, like, he obviously is good at, like, the, at least, like, the Drax kind of character, like, that, that dry. He he was good in, uh, Blade, in Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, he, he had, I've seen him in, in, in these kind of films where I think he's very good, but it's, it's like Zack Snyder had no idea how to use him. He was just, Mm -hmm. he was asked to do way Mm -hmm. too much, like, emotional lifting, which this movie, if anyone was sitting down to watch this wanting to follow some sort of, like, father-daughter story, they're fucking kidding themselves. <laughs> not, I mean, like, not at all. Like, like I'm sorry. That's... See, I was thinking about that, and I... 
see, I was because I was kind of like, okay, like I've seen this in Last of Us and stuff like that. And I know, like, um, we've like briefly mentioned like Zack Snyder's own super tragic, um, personal story. So I was thinking maybe it might have yeah, to. Yeah, that occurred. Maybe to me that's as well. why he like kind as to of why he was like mining. Yeah. yeah, like he was drawing from that experience. But even still, like I just it just didn't fit narratively, you know. Like it just felt so out of place. No, and and like me, you said, I think the bottom it. line is just that. Like his actors weren't weren't up for the job. Like, like, like yeah. I'll I'll always appreciate like a you know a good emotional undercurrent. Any movie can pull that off if it has the script or the performances to to get it there. But it it, it just didn't. And I thought I thought um Tig Notaro was really bad in it. Oh, she's the best part of this. Movie. Oh, you liked her. You liked her. Oh, I I'm with Samir. I <laughs> well, I, do I like thought she was too. so bad. Yeah, but like I, I do agree. In so far, I think she's the best part of the. I movie. would agree because at least she's just there to be like, this movie's fucking stupid, and I'm just gonna act like act like a. Yeah. Fool. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like she's she's so funny. She's the only one that brings like <laughs> but you, any sense of humor really in the cast. You know, yeah. her character and, uh, was supposed to be Chris D'Elia at first, right? Yeah, oh, I did. So Chris, they, they yeah. Filmed, I'm pretty sure they had started filming with God. Chris D'Elia. I, I'm pretty sure there there are numerous shots in the movie where it's a body double, basically. Like, they just I could believe CG'd, that. Cause I, yeah, and I think that, that might be, that might be oh part of why God. I wasn't too fond of her performance, because I did think the editing around some of her scenes was kind of stilted and awkward. And I yeah. my sense was that they, they were kind of just rehashing the moments that were already that's, done with Chris D'Elia. That's a, a good point because one thing that I thought was very awkward was the ending when she's supposed to save them with the helicopter and there's that there's that moment where she is just gone. It's like, oh, she left and then she comes back and it's like, why did she leave? Right. Part of me thinks that maybe <laughs> something else was supposed to happen there and that Chris D'Elia's, there are more scenes there because it just felt very stupid i was yeah. like what was the point of that <laughs> yeah it's just I, a disjointed that, ass yeah movie. that's There's... that's that's my review for this whole movie it's just what was the point of it? yeah i can't imagine how much well, worse this movie would have I... been if chris DeLeo was in it yeah okay. if he was holy in it. fuck that would be a dumpster fire of an already dumpster fiery movie was can i there... just say what like fuck fast zombies mm. that's my hot take i hate fast zombies there's no fucking point. The whole point of zombies, are like, the reason why they're scary is, like, they over, like, run you with their sheer amount of them. Like, I don't, I don't care about a zombie sprinting at someone. And they were way too smart. It just yeah, was, I just like, didn't find the zombies very zombie-esque. Like, I yeah. don't necessarily, I'm not, yeah, they, like, I've, they, I've well, liked, was, like, I, I enjoy, like on, like, World War Z, for example, I like those kind of fast, speedy no, zombies. Fuck I actually kind of enjoy that, that movie and that whole premise. But I yeah, the zombies in this just felt and I'm not quite sure what it is. It's either they didn't they almost felt like too human in a way. Um, or just kind of like too monstrous as opposed to zombie like. Mm -hmm. Like they were almost something yeah. else to well, where I didn't feel any fear or even interest in them. Mm -hmm. Well, I was talking about that oh, yeah. right before we started, and like the World War Z zombies, they make sense because when they are in numbers, like no one's surviving. Everyone's right. gonna die. Whereas in this one, they're super intelligent. But they're fast, and there's a ton of them, and I just did not buy that these like group of people would have survived any of this. And the like zombies like being smart, it's like that's cool, but that's kind of not what a zombie is supposed right. to be. Right? It's like it, it's like a different thing. It's it's basically yeah. them saying like this is a new evolved human, but it's like it's like that's not. It just doesn't work with zombies. Right. Samir, what were you going to say? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, and then it's like saying that their only motivation is to feed, but then it's like, but some of them, they have a different motivation. It was just Yeah, there were like too many variants, I, different types of It sounded of like they were they were in a writer's room and were like, how do we put a new yeah, spin on it? Yeah, it's interesting. How... They said, let's, let's, let's make them smart, but then that's all they really did, and it doesn't feel like you're watching a zombie movie. It's interesting because I feel and, like zombie yeah. is the genre where, where we're, we're most sensitive to like, Oh, it's such it's so overdone. Like you know, like there's too many zombie things. Like we're all over it, and yet we kind of still have a very specific set of like standards for what a zombie movie can and cannot be. Like you would think if a zombie, if a, or if a genre is tired and overdone, that innovating and trying something new would be exciting. But I think with zombies, it's like no, we just want to see. We we know what like our our criteria is for a zombie. Like let's just see that shit happen. Give us some laughs. Yeah, give us some exactly. gore, and we'll move on. Like in those, like 
Like, I feel like you could you could like, like ten times out of ten, I'd enjoy like a zombie land or something like that. That's just like you know what? Let's just have some fun with some zombies. Or we're just working like a with heist. a really like restrictive definition of what a zombie is. Like it has to look a certain way, it has to make a certain noise, it has to move a certain way, or else it's not a zombie. Like when you have something like vampire, that's been experimented with so many times. Right in Twilight or what we do in the shadows that or like it, it always seem, it always seems to be like it, it it always seems to be sort of like this thing that people play with and redefine the way it looks um the way it feels and where it fits into a cultural thing whereas with zombies they just don't occupy the same like cultural niche where it's like a zombie has to be this and people just i, I don't know if it's because like people are trying to experiment with it and they can't or it's because like as, like the definition of a zombie is just so rooted like it's too concrete well this is kind of a, this kind of reminds me of a thought that i had watching it which was like so because i because i i do think that zombies do at least by now occupy like a, a definite cultural niche like for our generation they are kind of like our most prominent monster if you will uh and i think that's because we've grown up at a time with a lot of like anxiety and like existentialism as it relates to like our the apocalypse and our impending doom like that's kind of what the, obviously obviously the zombie apocalypse is like its own thing the, in this movie part of my issue with it too is that it's almost like this wasn't even an apocalypse like with it had this like heavy military presence and everyone was was there was no sense of like survival it's like oh we're just going to keep doing the thing that we've been doing like let's go have a heist let's go to the casinos like i understand that that it thinks it's being subversive and interesting for that reason but it's almost like it's so far removed from what has made the zombie genre great, which is that kind of anxiety about an apocalypse and the end of the world and whatnot. Like, there's no sense of doom yeah. or even really threat here. It was, yeah, the whole thing with and, them being um, limited to Las Vegas was, yeah, I thought, was just, just like was stupid. Not a smart decision. Because then it, it, yeah. it just took all of the. Um, just paranoia around like of, of yeah, what the is, of, like the global fear yeah. of it like oh like the point of an apocalypse is that the whole world is ending not Las and, Vegas and just about every zombie movie ever has you can take a Las Vegas right now let's be honest <laughs> thank let's be honest thank god Las Vegas yeah of, of, of like, all that... cities they pick Las Vegas I say all right fine like, sure like, well that's <laughs> my wait, yeah. just to go back to Dane's earlier question about anything I did next is Bucks County Philadelphia <laughs> <laughs> um so the the other thing that I can say that I maybe sort of pseudo liked about this pseudo like in air quotes that's a great phrase pseudo like <laughs> and it's like it like kind of relates back to our discussion last week um with those who wish me dead is that I could still see glimmers of Zack Snyder's um intentions and excitement come through with this movie like there were flashes of him really being passionate and liking and like being obsessed with this idea of making a zombie apocalypse movie like with every movie right like he he's made a movie about spartans uh in ancient greece he's made a movie um about you know like the just well, he's League made a zombie movie League. i actually thought I, yeah 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 no, he's his dawn of the, the dead, dead is made a zombie good. movie before and and like he 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 is someone that like is so he he gets so inspired by every concept and i think that that's why he's got this fan base because he really believes in the ideas that he has. Well, there's no better example of Those... that than playing uh, than playing the song "Zombie" by the Cranberries over a montage of killing zombies. Yeah. Like, has any <laughs> like has like how have we gotten this far into into <laughs> cinema history and no one has ever played the song "Zombie" during a zombie movie? like that? Like that's just that's so. That's I mean, it's because it's so absurd and it's way too on the nose. <laughs> But Zack yeah. Snyder is the only guy to be like, that's fucking hilarious. I'm just going to do it. And another little tidbit in there that I thought was interesting that I do think should have been played up more. And it's something that Zack Snyder, I think he nails in Injustice League, is that idea of like of gods. Um, the, I know the lead zombie, his name's Zeus, and he's at Olympus and all this stuff. Um, I don't necessarily know what he was going for with that, but... When he pulls off the mythology type stuff, it it typically works. I don't. It didn't work in this one. <laughs> it was there. Um, so yeah, I, I'm Zack Snyder. He he's got some tricks up his sleeve that I do I do like. But this was a miss for him. <laughs> yeah, 
Point of clarification. Did you know that <laughs> this is being developed into a TV series called yeah, Army of the Dead it's an, Lost it's, a, it's an Vegas. anime series. Oh my god. I, I mean, if it's an, an- anime series, yeah. it could be cool. I, I don't know. I think it's but... weird that, to be like, I assume this that people will love this. Like, I I feel like even the biggest Zack Snyder fans would agree that this is like mid-Zack Snyder, if not yeah. one of his weaker entries. So it's a weird decision to try, already build an entire franchise around it. But that's yeah. the, the the corporate climate we're living in. Like, like yeah. everything has to be a franchise before it even is one. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and it, then his next movie is called The Fountainhead, which I'm which I'm fearing is an adaptation of the Ayn Rand book. <laughs> I don't think it I, is. I can't, that, that'd be uh, quite the but... departure for for one Mr. Zack Snyder. But... <laughs> yeah, I just, I, but again, like I just that's why I do feel it's, like it's literally called The Fountainhead. That's why I did feel <laughs> I, I don't like know this what else is straight. Like this felt like the logical conclusion of the Snyder cut. Like I, that's my one disappointment about the Snyder cut, I guess is the, is its impact, right? Like it was one thing to be like, Oh, this director was done dirty by a studio and we're going to give him a redo. But for some reason, people have revised it to say Zack Snyder is one of the most creative, innovative, talented directors in Hollywood. It's just not true. Like, and that's okay. It's just not true. It's He's not just true. like a, a solid yeah. blockbuster filmmaker that does some interesting things. I, I enjoy a lot of, his movies but My- army of the dead feels like netflix saying we think you're a genius and we're gonna let you just do it throw whatever yeah, the fuck yeah. you want at this two and a half hour zombie movie that ends up being just flat out terrible because he isn't that kind of and, filmmaker yeah well and that's the thing and that i, I always it- say about Zack snyder is the man can make a beautiful film but make a good one story-wise it's not always there right. i mean it, it's with i would say and the stories are by him yeah he takes so much key story by Zack Snyder. yeah he'll tell you but even yeah. this i thought was one of his uglier movies because i i kind of like his like sort of like uh you know saturated velvety textures that he kind of does it through all of his movies sometimes it's kind of jarring but i think it's always interesting i thought that army of the dead wanted it all i he definitely i thought was taking a little bit of inspiration from the sort of gardens of the galaxy suicide squad kind yep. of color scheme like you know these these big blockbuster franchises with that like that pop with with a lot of color i feel like he was trying to do that and yet he also obviously yeah. loves his kind of like more dull his own kind of colors idiosyncratic. yeah, yeah and well it, that's you can't really the, have it both ways the tone of the film just didn't work I, I, yeah. because of that like the, the the zombies and the in las vegas environment evoke this like you said cory fun poppy type um guardians of the galaxy film but the main characters just they didn't reflect that energetic poppiness of the environment. So it it just brought the tone of the movie. It, it threw the tone of the movie in all sorts of directions. Now, question. Yeah, does, I, oh, I mean, I, I think p- part of the reason why people find Snyder so refreshing is because of, like, the freedoms he takes and, like, the liberties he takes. And, like, people are so used to, or they're, like, conditioned now to, like, like this sort of restraint that clouds over every movie whether it be from production companies or like Netflix or something like that. And with Snyder, I mean, he'll, he'll do anything. Like there'll be like a 10 minute slow motion sequence of like a mustard seed flying in the air, something like that. A hot dog. People like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, like a hot dog or something. And that's why they're like, Oh shit. Like that's Zack Snyder. And I think that's what I'm saying when it's like, he, he is pumping his excitement into it. Um, right, I always trust that Zack Snyder knows that, that what he's comes doing. out like, when all the other ingredients. Yeah, are like there. to your point, like he <laughs> you knows, know? like I think he knows when Army of the Dead. I mean, I don't think he knows how bad Army of the Dead is, but he knows <laughs> that, like he knows what about it might not work, and he so he kind of like that's why you play a zombie over a zombie montage, like because it's silly and it's kind of corny and it's kind of goofy, but it's like let's just have some fun with it, and like that's what movies are. Like we're gonna slow down bagel the, seeds flying in the air and we're gonna play like on the nose needle drops like it's it's again it doesn't always work when the whole movie is is floundering but i do think those flourishes and but he believes right yeah those flourishes knowledge of cinema at large does dave batista ever get another leading role again <laughs> <laughs> no. no, well, he he, he's be... in Dune. He's in yeah, Dune. Yeah, no, but that's he's like a. He's, I, I think he's. I think a he's in he's, it in probably the. But he's not Timothy cast. Chalamet. I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, I, yeah, I think he's very good in that. Like, he'll that, act. Oh yeah, he I think he's very good in that like again. third or fourth leading role capacity. But yeah. he's, he's, no, I mean, he is the, not a leading yeah. man. The character and the emotion that 
was trying to be portrayed just did not come through with him. Um, with it worked a little bit. I I I liked the the final scene with him. I kind of felt something there, but for the most <laughs> part, he he was pretty flat. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, he was. Well, miserable. Well, guys, <laughs> that was our discussion on Army of the Dead. Uh, sorry for any Zack Snyder fan listeners out. Zach I know. Snyder I would love to get some hate mail list- or some listening out there. Some uh, harassment. Yeah, we. Harassment I was gonna say we should. Should, should we do our we really, neck break review? I was gonna say if we really like, wanted to piss off Twitter, we should just make a tweet saying how much we hated this movie. Well, you know what's funny and, is I was actually gonna say that too. Is I feel like. Like, whereas the Snyder fans for the Snyder cut were like, you know, this is our fucking boy. We're going to go to bat for him. Like, fuck you if you disagree. I feel like the Army Army of the Dead was so bad that a lot of Snyder heads are just kind of like, oh, shit, we can't really defend him on this one. Yeah. We did. I haven't seen as much uh, fervent defensive of the guy. Do you guys want to hear my six-second review of this movie I wrote in anticipation for this episode? Well, I, I really because you've been t- you gave us like a. T- I only <laughs> have five <laughs> seconds, but uh, well, well, this was my. I was gonna open with this, but then I didn't get a window to because <laughs> you're not I'm, hosting. I'm pretty proud of it. Okay, I'm gonna say it. I think this might be my letterbox review for this. But if you told a bunch of prepubescent sixth-grade boys. Uh, wait, sorry. I, I, I messed it up. I messed it up. Hold on. If you told, I I if you told a to bunch tweet. of, <laughs> if you told a bunch of prepubescent sixth grade boys hopped up on Mountain Dew and Domino's Pizza at their MW2 sleepover to write a movie in four hours, their final product would be very similar to, if not a little bit better than Army of the Dead. That's <laughs> my that's that actually is very good, and I think pretty. I love on. how I'm so proud of I'm proud of Samir for getting a six second review in under yeah. a minute. I was really convinced. <laughs> I was really convinced. I was really convinced we were going to spend about six minutes on the six second review. Oh, I, I know it, it would have so been when, another, when Samir uh, goes. Uh, I wrote a re- review, or here are my thoughts on this movie. It's like, <laughs> um, all right, boys, let's strap in. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, let's drop in. <laughs> no, that that was good, Samir, and I, yeah, and I think yeah, no. pretty accurate as well. Perfect. So, how Thank many you. neck breaks out of five are we giving this? Uh, I give it a, I give it one, one and a half Richard cheeses out of five. I'll okay. I'll give it two neck breaks out of five. Uh, I'm. No, I was just trying to think of something else I could use instead of stars, but do it. You won't. Uh, Cranberries. Uh, six. Oh, wait. Two and a half sesame seeds. <laughs> out, out of five. Touch. I couldn't. I couldn't think. Of I'll give it. Thing. I'll give it one and a half moments where a character is looking into a mirror and th- realizing that they're a zombie right before the credits roll. Out of five. <laughs> <laughs> that was the ending of this movie. It's the ending of every zombie movie yeah. ever. It's so annoying. Or not na- nauseating yeah, moments where the camera and, and they're in and out of focus. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think with that we can move on from this discussion. Oh, please. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing we're gonna get into is each of our top three most anticipate in and fuck. Ooh no! I wish you could go. I was, I was curious what word that was gonna be. Anticipated. He's gonna say Antifa films. <laughs> <laughs> Day nap. <laughs> Our three favorite Antifa movies. Where are we going with boys? Oh, the Eternals. Boy. The Eternals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Green Buck, you know. Well, ne- never never going to get on Fox News, guys. Uh, probably for the better. I know. Um I've asked Tucker Carlson to come on four times. The whole He's reason I started the Substack is because I was hoping I could get on Fox News through it, but it, it hasn't worked thus far. <laughs> is it, wait, just real quick tangent. Isn't it crazy that Ben Shapiro was a failed movie writer? Yeah, but he's, wait, he's still he's still wait. working on one. Well, he's making Katrina, with Gina with yeah, Gina exactly. Carano with Gina Carano because she got canceled for yeah. being like. That's actually Star one Wars, of the saddest parts. Nazi I don't know if you guys have felt this. One of the saddest parts about wanting to work in entertainment. Or just being interested in entertainment is looking out into the world and and realizing that yeah you and literally everybody fucking else like like anyone who is exactly. notable in any field or in any area in a, any sort of personality in any domain the whole re- the whole reason they're there is because they just wanted to break into the entertainment industry. There's well, almost guys, no exceptions. To yeah, that. 
Oh, so yeah, 100%. Going back to Ben Shapiro, did you see he's co-writing the Joker 2 script with Todd Phillips? <laughs> Is he actually? No, he's not. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait, that yeah, so he's playing funny. the Joker because there's gonna be two Jokers. In. <laughs> yeah, he's... oh, yeah, because they, they were probably like at each other. And it's like which one's yeah. the real one? And yeah. it's like, and then the, it's gonna be like memories of murder. And he's gonna turn yeah. to the. Well, that was actually a plot. The, the plot of a recent Joker comic book, like it was called Three Jokers, and there were three different Jokers. And there actually are rumors. I th- I believe now that Todd Phillips is gonna do that. Um, but I I I I think they're 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 likely false. Um, he should do a storyline where be cool. Joker cuts off his own face and then staples it back on. Mm. That would be some mm. very gruesome imagery. I I I don't think Jesus Joaquin Phoenix. Right. Would I think Joaquin it again, Phoenix though. is going to do that for real. I think no. the only way you could film that scene is to <laughs> yeah. actually do that. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis does that in his yeah. sleep. Yeah, yeah. That would be like that's nothing for yeah. him. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, let's get into our top three most anticipated films of the summer there we go um go. who wants to go first Ooh, can i can i go because i i literally have watched the trailer for the, for this movie a million times actually as i'm about to say it i'm starting to doubt whether or not it even comes out this summer but i really wanted oh, to bring it up God. anyway because yeah. i i think i i for the listeners at for home it. the reason what, what kind of prompted this conversation is there's been like a slew of trailers that have come out recently like it's just been I feel like it's been trailer season. Like I guess with movies coming back to theaters, more and more studios are also trailer season to go boys. along with it. Uh, and I, I, I think to me the movie of the year, more likely than not, is going to be Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. I believe that oh, comes yeah. out in October. Uh, that, that, now that I think about it, it's that's not a yeah, summer. But release. I don't give a shit. I, I want to talk about it anyway. And <laughs> well, <it's... laughs> we 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 could bring it back. He does have a documentary coming out about the band Sparks. Um, oh yeah, that comes out in August. Yeah, so you... the, yeah. the Sparks yeah, documentaries. Yeah. One like like just going on a t- another tangent. You know, there's an Anthony Bourdain documentary coming out this. That's I saw that. I did see that. That sounds really. That yeah. sounds really good. But um, have you got, did you guys at least see the last night in Soho trailer? Yeah, I, I saw. I haven't seen. I actually Looks haven't seen Anthony amazing. or um Anya Taylor Joy yeah. is in it, which is. A joy and uh, of and uh, Thomas and Hardcore McKenzie, the one from a, uh, 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 one you guys love, you Jojo would, Rabbit. Y- you want to uh, know what kind of leave uh, no, what do you guys and love? And leave no trace. I don't know if you got a similar vibe from the Soho trailer, but I thought it it was very reminiscent of Perfect Blue. Whenever I was watching, yes, that you just put it. That's that's perfect. I knew there was a it, movie that I was like, "What is this like? like? like and that know. is that is the yep. answer. Very much like, but yeah, but at the same time, it kind of brings this like you know like '30s or '40s jazz energy mm-hmm. and like this smoky yeah. like jazz lounge, and it it takes that energy, but it also combines it with that like neon um, dizziness of Perfect Blue, which I think is a genius. Comp- and, and of course, Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright I was gonna say, yeah, man, and- like Edgar Wright to me, and there, there's another director that I'll bring up in a, when I get to my second go around that does this, but. You know, Edgar Wright is just one of the few directors that I just like I, I can't say a single bad thing about. Like, you know, he well, he makes you know. the perfect kind of movie, which is like big blockbuster fare that everyone wants to go and see that major studios will pour a lot of money into. But they're at least always original and they're always inventive mm-hmm. and and they're exactly. never like they're all they're, they're always films like, you know, when you're yeah. going to take a right movie, it is like it, it is cinema. Like he is to me what yeah. cinema is all about. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, and, and to, mm-hmm. uh, like that's. I, I I wanted to say this earlier about Army of the Dead. That's kind of what I at least will respect about Zack Snyder too. Yeah, he obviously does some superhero stuff and all that, but he's at least interested in in like original blockbuster storytelling. Um, obviously, I love Christopher Nolan for that reason. But yeah, Edgar Wright to me is just someone who um, like his movies are events, and I'm really excited for, yeah. for that. For that reason. I I had the I had the chance over last weekend. Scott Pilgrim versus versus the World had a re-release for. Its I anniversary. wanted to see it. Yeah. And I did mm-hmm. not get to see that movie in theaters. What a fantastic and movie! Do, <laughs> Ma- like it, it's a five out of five. Like there's nothing, yeah. nothing wrong with it. I could just so so watch fun it over and over again. Yeah, it's funny. It's stylish. It's sexy. It's I remember so good. when I took which um, is, which is all what last night in Soho. When I took like, film analysis, know, like, which is like the intro film course for film majors at Pitt. I remember, you know, you go through and you learn about each like basic convention 
of cinema and obviously you're using like ex examples from kind of classical hollywood cinema and like you know important films in history but there was always this one kid who like when asked to bring up an example from another movie brought up an example from scott pilgrim versus the world and by the end of the semester <laughs> you can make a running joke like our conclusion was that scott pilgrim versus the world was just like the ultimate piece of cinema because <laughs> because it just somehow combines every possible convention or type of camera movement camera shot editing technique whatever it might be it's all there in scott pilgrim mm -hmm. all right Corey, what's your what's your second most anticipated film uh so this one I'm, I'm certain is a summer release and i almost wish i hadn't gone back to the movie theater yet because i sung about this one i really wanted to be my first trip back to the theaters and i think samir is gonna probably might have said this one too because i know he and i are both super stands uh m night Shyamalan's old i am Super, super that's in mine as well i that to me that he's the other director i think of when i think of guys who are out there still making big budget blockbusters that studios are willing to pour a lot of money into and are actually original and 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 mm -hmm. bold and innovative they often blow up in his face like this premise does look so goofy mm -hmm. that it could be yeah. a flat-out terrible movie but i'm fairly confident that i'll love it anyway i mean mm -hmm. one of my favorite m night movies mm -hmm. is the happening which is like pretty objectively his like most most Bad. poorly received movie. <laughs> yeah so like I, I i'll i'll almost love anything that he does uh and i think it just looks super cool super fun if it's gonna even if it's dumb it's gonna be funny um and it's just it is it is a pretty like intriguing it's, premise that yeah, I, it well kind of gets under the, your skin when you think about it a little the idea well mm -hmm. one the whole getting old plot line is cool but i also think just the idea of having a horror movie set on an island uh like a boat crash or whatever on a beach, on a beach. Yeah, yeah it's just a, it's a cool, it is based cool on a graphic novel it is i, I want to read the graphic it novel. is yeah hmm, interesting yeah so like the story is already like i'm pretty sure like the story is like well like or at least the people that know the story are like this is a fantastic story so i'm certain that he's not gonna or hopefully he's not gonna mess it up in that regard um as long as he sticks with the story and he creates interesting visuals i think i'm feeling pretty confident that like this one will be really now, good. Now, do yeah. you think that, um, kind of to your, to your point, Dane, do you think that, I'm not saying M. Night specifically maybe was, was influenced by this, but do you think that a movie like Midsummer has, might now launch a wave mm. of these sort of like horror movies in daylight? Uh, honestly, it's a good point because one thing I love about M. Night is he is constantly updating you on what, on what he's writing on his Twitter. And yeah, I he love. He's a great, great follower. <laughs> yes, he's excellent on Twitter, and he definitely started writing the script for this after Midsummer. Um, so it it <laughs> it might have been in, influenced by Midsummer. Um, I would be surprised if it, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I had that yeah. thought too. Where he, I was like, wow, "Wow, this is like it's so bright and and like I I didn't see many dark moments, at least in the trailer." No, um, but it 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 was the rare trailer to make the me ca the very... cave. It looks yeah, that's dark. True. But it was rare. Like I was like, Fuck, and Gabriel Gael Garcia is yeah. in it, who's dope for all my E two mama time. Gael Gar Gar Garcia, I don't know what you just said, yeah. but it's Gael Garcia Bernal. I think. Okay, I said Gabriel. <laughs> okay, it's Gael Garcia Bernal. Okay. <laughs> nah, don't worry. He he's a legend. Um, I'll try to get us to the red carpet for oh yeah mirror. Uh, and now your, I forget which crossed. is it Nat or Alex that's in that one. It's right. Alex Wolf. Alex Wolf is in is in it. Um, Alex, if you're listening, please respond to my text message about me <laughs> LA. Um, so desperate. As well as please get us. Oh, I mean, you were talking about how everyone tried to get their start through the entertainment <laughs> industry. This it, is just Sam, our poor attempt at getting hate Sa clicks. And Sam, are you the black sheep of your family? Oh yeah. yeah, especially after this past week, it's not been a good, not been a good week for me in terms of family status. I've brought a lot of shame to my family. It's I've, okay, uh, Sam. This is a yeah. safe place. It's all right. Yeah, I mean, just you for know, now. Yeah, what you gonna do? Which, yeah, for now. It's I. I can already feel that it's becoming less of a safe space as time goes on. But for now, we're good. <laughs> uh, I will say that Corey, that is also in three of my most anticipated films. I'm, I'm actually really yeah, which I was surprised about because so, I know you're I mean, not necessarily like super passionate about M Night or or even those those kinds of movies. No, but 
I'm just excited to watch another like thriller horror in mm-hmm. theaters. Yeah, that's. Again, I mean, so. I I think I mentioned really- this last week, but um, you know, I was thinking about this today because I'm I'm gonna go see a Quiet Place Part Two this week, which I know Dane saw. And just like in general right now, maybe it's because theaters are back. I'm just kind of in this mode where I'm like, I'm not really looking for the next like. Anything yeah, I don't really want to go see yeah. like the the next my next new favorite movie. I just want to go have a really good time in the theaters. You know, Sam and yep. I, we were when we first went back to the theaters was to see Nobody, which I think was a great example of that. I think I think great studios are kind of aware that that's how we're all feeling right now. So yep. They're giving us the Quiet Place and these kinds. Of, I mean, obviously these are movies they had on the docket anyway, but but like these are movies that are built for the theater uh, and obviously aren't gonna change our conception of cinema as we know it, but are gonna you know put butts in seats and give us a, a, a good time. So, yeah, so that's what mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to. This I agree. Put butts yep. in seats. All right, Corey, what's your number three? Well, keeping with that theme, so there, obviously I think we can all agree there's a, there is one other movie that I'm certain uh, at least Samir, if not everyone else, is going to bring up, so I'm going to hold off on mentioning it. Because the other one that I'm, weirdly enough, really <laughs> excited about that I never in a million years thought I'd be excited about is John Chu's Hotel John Chu's In the Heights. Yep. I, yeah, uh, I was going to say, I, the reviews are amazing. The reviews for it. for it have been so, so good. I hated John Chu's first. I thought Crazy Rich Asians was was, was I hated terrible. it too. I don't even really like movie musicals that much. They're very hit or miss and mostly this just miss really for me. Good. Uh they're and, all hits. And even the trailer one. for it didn't necessarily blow me away at first. But I guess maybe it's the reviews or maybe it's part of this idea of like a movie musical is the kind of thing that's super fun to see in the theaters. It's this mm-hmm. big event that you can kind of like you know really immerse yourself in. And it just looks so joyous and uh, I do know I am familiar with at least the story from when it was on Broadway, and uh, it's a great story. So I'm really, really excited for that one. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, the one, the, the kind of movie to not only sort of like reset the summer box box office and really get us going, but uh, might even start generate some Oscar buzz for the first time in the year. Yeah, which I, I always get excited about that. Um, and the other reason I'm and I want to say this on the pod now, so she can't back out on it, is that uh, when we do an episode on that. Uh, I told my sister that she's going to be our special guest because we're going to do a uh, like I told her we'll talk about that and a couple other like musical movies. We'll do like a musical movie episode. Uh, and she said she's game, so I'm not I'm not letting her back out now. So. Awesome. It's okay. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll break the news to her, guys. Yeah. Sorry, Emmeline. I mean, I, I honestly, I think Emmeline and my sister would really get along. So maybe maybe we can uh, figure something out between Rachel and Emmeline. All right. Well, does anyone want to go next? If not, I'll go. That was basically. I was basically like you're me saying <laughs> at the bit. You're that was that was Dane saying. I really hope I'm no one else going. wants to go next well, because I'm. Yeah, going. I'm kind of just getting scared that right, like Dan, my move. Well, I don't know. All right, I'm gonna go through mine now. Okay. Go, okay. Dan. Okay. So I also had old on my list, but I also had. Wow, we all yes. four of us had old. Then? Yes, but wow. I, I also shocking. had another horror movie on my list as well. And this comes out towards the end of the summer, and this is Nia DaCosta's Candyman. Oh, uh, yeah. The, yeah. The first trailer for that really uh, intrigued me. And I am a, like the slasher horror film. I love those. I just recently watched Year Next, and that was a great slasher movie that uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen in a while. And yeah, I'm super excited for Candyman, and I think the, the script and with just the political climate and social climate going on right now, I think they could do a lot of very interesting things with the story. And yeah, overall, I'm very excited for that. Now, have you seen the original, Dan? I haven't. I've been trying to find it on um, uh, streaming services. I'm going to look now to see if it's on. I think yes, for, the most, for our most I'm loyal listeners, you might remember that I, I drafted this the, the original film in our, in our horror film draft way back around Halloween. And... And got last. I think last place, to, but I think when you when you see it. the original Candyman, you you might rethink your votes a little bit because I it, it's a very good movie. I really like it. Um, the one I guess knock you could have against it is that it feels a little dated. I guess in terms, mm-hmm. I mean, it's actually a pretty surprisingly progressive film in terms of its racial politics for 1992. But um, it's obviously it could probably use a revision from like a black writer, yep. black director, and that's exactly what we're getting here. So I agree. I think that's gonna be an awesome one. Yeah, and that's definitely why I'm excited yeah, for it too. It's a, it's a good yeah. one, Dan. Um, second movie, you guys won't be surprised about this one, is Black Widow. I mean, this one it's been delayed so many times now, 
and I'm the only Marvel fan on this podcast. Uh, well, <laughs> I guess super fan. The only unapologetic category. one. I, yes, I, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the one that doesn't. <laughs> I, I, I know, like, it does suck that this is the case, but I do think Black Widow is going to have a very large audience a lot of, a lot of people are going to go see that it's going to be certainly be a film to get a lot of people back in theaters and it has been a while since a um, marvel movie has come out um so it'll just be nice to be able to go to the uh midnight release of that and finally get back in the the swing of being able to the nerd out at those things so i'm very excited for black widow yeah what i'm curious about with black widow is like how consequential it'll feel at this in terms of like the actual mm-hmm. narrative events of the MCU cuz i know there are some things i i've heard that were supposed to be revealed there that have already been sort of revealed yeah. through some of the shows and whatnot and so i just hope it hasn't lost like its narrative mm-hmm. momentum yeah and and the movie's been finished for a while now there's been a bunch of uh uh press screenings for the movie and the one thing that i've read is that Florence Pugh is incredible as always I oh mean. of course but Everyone says that she's, she's the best. kind of the highlight of the movie. So I'm certainly excited to see her. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And also like David I, Harbour, like, like he's, it's funny that he's in it. Like, I mean, he's a, he's a good actor. I have nothing against him, but he's just someone who I feel like when they casted him in this movie was like a cool, really cool addition. He was like really a trendy name and he's already kind of like not really all that relevant. He's just not in yeah. a lot of things and people don't really talk about him that much. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll certainly I'm I'm excited to see it. Um, yeah. Now is My, Eternals a summer release? N- no, Eternals I believe comes out in November. Okay. So whereas yeah, I bent at the rules, you 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 played by. Yeah, me. yeah. I I was I I was gonna look to see too about uh Shang Chi because that. Honestly, I'm more excited for that than I am Black Widow. But that's that I would say yeah, September. that's the one Marvel movie I'm actually really excited about. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my third film is one that I'm sure you guys have on your lists, and I know even if you didn't put them on your list, you're very excited to see it. Uh, and that's the Green Knight, dude. This trailer, I haven't. Uh, when I when this trailer came out, my jaw was dropped, and just based off the trailer, I was like, this could be the film that is talked about for decades to come it just looks like an epic world building blockbuster that we haven't had in a while and i'm super excited for it yeah yeah i finally watched the the trailer for it actually leading up for tonight's episode because i knew we it was going to get talked about i kind of wanted to keep it a surprise before i watched it i knew that was never going to happen because it's such a big movie um I was really shocked by like the horror elements in in the trailer. I was really I was really surprised about that and honestly it made me even that much more excited oh. for it. I like I knew it was kind of like a Game of Thrones Lord of the Rings type like ethos, but I was really I think it looks really inventive, like a really fresh new take on the genre and dude, it looks fucking awesome. Like it looks as sick as everyone else's. Yeah, been I'm saying. I'm super hyped for it. My one I'm not, it's not a fear for me personally because I love David Lowry, the director. I think he's one of the most talented directors in Hollywood right now. I, I've I've loved everything he's done, but I think what people might not be prepared for with the Green Knight is just how like quiet and calm and maybe even slow the movie might be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know this for sure, but yeah. Yeah. but David Lowry, I'm, I'm anticipating that after I saw a Ghost yeah, Story, because <laughs> I mean, I love a Ghost Story. A ghost Story is one of my favorite movies of the of the, of the last of the previous decade uh and yeah really? I, I love it a, a lot and I, I i love pete's dragon which is like a you know a children's movie he did that was actually really good i love i love all his stuff but they're all yeah like they're all kind of quiet and contemplative and they just have like this nice sort of like like yeah like quiet but even almost slow sort of self-assuredness to them that i can't imagine he'll betray with with the green knight um and so i agree with what you guys are saying 100 yeah. and i'm excited for it for the same reasons but mm-hmm. I do think there's going to at least be some people who thought they're about to go see this like intense medieval epic and are actually just like watching a guy quietly drive through or, or you know, you know, ride his horse through a forest, yeah. which is also pretty cool. But well, 
honestly, like the I the think... first thing that I saw in the trailer where I was like, "Holy shit!" was whoever the like tree looking dude is. Like that practical makeup is just it's beautiful. Oh yeah, and yeah I, fantastic. I, I, did you, so, did you guys see, read the I, original poem in high school? Like during yeah, I, see, I really I really like, like this. Story. That's why like I'll have to. Yeah, the idea of remaking or like not remake, wow, remaking or like taking an Arthurian legend and bringing it back now, especially that story is so sick because the story is like so yeah. cool. Um, I'm so excited yeah. for this movie just because it's working with like this like insanely cool lore, and it's re and it's like taking the visuals and using it in the best way. Like even in the trailer, um, they'll use like medieval pictures and stuff from what I'm assuming is like the original text. And they'll and he's like drawing from yeah, that so to cool. compose like the frames and stuff, which is so cool. Um, but to Corey's point, like for me, that I guess was more of a fear because like I'm not all about that like super slower, more meditative um, type vibe that he always goes for. But for for some reason, from this trailer, what I was getting was that like I don't know, like he might he might be trying to oh yeah, don't get me wrong, a little he could bit totally that, be like, trying something new, but I do yeah. think. I if if the, if there's anything that makes that defines David Lowry's style, it is that kind of quieter, contemplative nature. Yeah, for sure. So it might not be reflected, and in the there'll pacing, be some of that. But I think it could be reflected at least in just like just the composition of things and 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 whatnot. The trailer was the trailer was the most scary piece of moving footage that I've seen footage. in over a year. Like I was genuinely scared by the trailer. Moving I was like, footage. if the movie is like this. <laughs> I will be it's just, very it's, happy. It's just a, a, everything that I love about movies. It just looks yeah, like it's, it's going to be Every in this movie. Thing. And sign me up. Sign me up, boys. All right. Who mm. wants to go next? It looks great. It looks great. I can go next because uh, Samir has chosen to have his dinner during our Make podcast, sure you so. um, <laughs> chew with your mouth open into the camera. Maybe <laughs> no, maybe no, play, with your, maybe I, play so, with your noodles a little normally, bit, a little bit of ASMR so, action. <laughs> yeah so if you've been listening to past episodes you might have heard like slight chewing in the background oh, i'm always on eating. a couple of them always. it's because samir is always eating during this podcast i like for some reason never ca- catch him in the act when we're actually so recording. sneaky this is like the first time i can remember actually seeing <laughs> samir eat but i will straight up be editing the episode and yeah. just be like Dude, what the fuck was Samir eating in this? Like, he'll be eating like a strip, like a granola bar or something. I'll be like, I, I'll be like, I literally hate Samir so fucking much. Why is he doing yeah, this? Yeah, have fun. Our- I'm I'm eating noodles at the moment, so have fun editing this. Lots right, of so slurping. Annoying. Okay, yeah, lots of slurping. So lots I will slurping. say, with uh, my number one was old. Uh, this is chronological about like release date. The second film that I am very excited to uh, watch is Zola. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zola is uh, about a Twitter thread. It is the first uh, feature full-length film about a, like, Twitter thread, which I think um, this is, honestly, like, I don't want to sound, like, too hyperbolic, but this is, like, a seminal moment in movies and their relations to social media. Um, like we've had obviously a social network, which is about the platform and the story to make the platform. This is really, to my knowledge, the first full length film about a story told on social media. Um, I find that a fascinating thing. And I think this is a trend that will continue, especially if Zola is well received. Uh, from the trailer, I think it looks very stylized. It's directed by... I don't want to fuck this up. I, I think it's Janika Bravo is her name. It's her first um, film. And wow. It's her first yeah, it's her first film ever she um directing. She's been a screenwriter for a while. It's also uh edited by the editor um of Moonlight. I'm I'm totally blanking on her name. I'll I try will and find link it. A I will link a uh an interview with <laughs> the two of them that they did for the A24 podcast. It is Wait, fantastic. Janika Bravo yeah, directed. Bravo. She she directed a movie I saw in 2017 called Lemon. So I guess that was her first uh, film. Oh, the movie's average. I wouldn't recommend it, but that was her first film. I think. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So, but this is like her. Bir- this is like her big big break essentially. Um, but yeah, I will. I will. 
I will uh, post that podcast along with this episode. It is fantastic. They talk a lot about what went into making Zola. This took years and years to make. Um, so I, I'm excited for it. I think it looks fun. It looks sexy. It looks funny. Um, so excited And it has brag for succession. And then the, it, so it's gotta be cool. It does. And, it does. And, and like the whole like... um. I don't know if you guys have seen the original Twitter yeah. thread, but it's like a meme now. It's like, want to hear oh, a story hilarious. of me and this bitch here fell out? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a really funny story. I've I've read it a couple times. Well, that's kind of to, to your that initial point, Sam. That's what makes me a little curious. Is like, um, I almost feel like this is the only Twitter moment or like online moment that you could really do this with, just because it the idea of telling a story via a thread was sort of invented by this thread or at least popularized by it, and it was such a unique moment. Twitter history and kind of internet history at large, but like now, I mean, like, like that, that shit kind of just just happens all the time. Like I mean, there are no I mean, special who who knows? I we 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 might see a France Twitter such, thread turn is, into a movie. Wait, Corey, that is such a negative take on it. There can be future iterations. I mean, of this. I mean, like, I'm sure, there will never be another I, great Twitter thread that could, everyone. You could obviously like, mine the bro. interwebs to find another story and tell it and adapt it, but. The idea of this is that, like, most of us, at least amongst our, our generation, are like, oh my god, the Zola thread. Like, we remembered that because we, we might have seen it, seen it when it happened or at least, like, heard about it. Uh, and those moments are just kind of few and far between now because by the time there is one, another one appears and another one, another one, another one. Yeah. That's how well, the internet works. Corey, with that point, I think... I, I do think that it's <laughs> fucking stupid. Like that's a stupid like that's a stupid point. Honestly, I'm a little pissed. I'm a little pissed I, about that. I do think Reddit is an excellent source for inspiration. I know something I love to do is I'll go on Reddit and I'll read just like the creepiest, most like uh like creepy pasta type <laughs> Reddit threads that are like thirty pages long. I don't do that often, but occasionally I do. Um, but the thing is with this, this is such a famous Reddit thread that Twitter thread, Twitter, Twitter thread. Fuck me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just afraid that other social media stories will kind of get overshadowed because this one is very popular. Well, I guess yeah. to your point, Dane, we are getting that that um, GameStop stocks Reddit movie with yeah, uh, that, with none of that was Noah announced Centen like two days after that. Noah Centineo is going to star in it. God, that's going to be a really the, good, the movie. greatest actor in Hollywood. That guy's supposed to be an incel. Yeah. Is he, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> I really think they're going to nail that one. Oh, yeah. um, so you're right, then, Sam. This is a seminal moment in film history because it gives us movies like that. You know, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm not hyperbolic when I say I'm always right. Um, and. The final movie that I'm picking is Annette. Uh, Annette is. Oh, you fucking. Yeah, fuck you, Corey. Wait, that is like you know who directs that, right? And you want to know who directs that? I was gonna wait. That's so wanna... funny that that Sam is is picking out this movie. You, you oh Leo, you Carra, slimy bastard. The... Yeah, fuck you, Corey. I think this movie looks really fucking good, honestly. And it's because <laughs> because it's you're not almost trying... not even allowed to say that. Yeah, because it's not trying to sniff its own asshole like Holy Motors was, but I I'm, think I, I assure you it'll sniff its asshole plenty, and I'll I know it. Second I know it will, but honestly, I like movies where when I watch a trailer, I have less of a sense of what the movie's about <laughs> than when I went into the what the trailer was, and that's exactly what the net trailer was for me. I was like, Holy, I was, dude, what? Sorry, sorry. Well, I just read this, throwing it back. The Sparks Brothers actually wrote all the music and lyrics for the movie. Yeah, yeah, it, they it, did. It's, it's a crazy musical. too. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, awesome. It's a musical with uh with Adam Driver and Marianne Cotillard. I fucked that up. Cotillard and Simon <laughs> Helberg. I think it looks really fucking good. Uh, looks very strange. Why Simon Helberg? Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, just a. It's the Big Bang Theory guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited Howard, for this uh, though. Corey, my boy Leo Carrasco. Holy Motors, you... Lovers on the Bridge, and Annette. He's just gonna keep firing. No yeah, I'm surprised you didn't pick this one. Honestly, this one, this one looks really good. Well, it's funny. I actually, to be honest, I, I, I've been anticipating this one for a while, but I don't think I knew it was coming out this summer because it's. I believe it's gonna be in theaters and as well as on Amazon Prime because I know it's yeah. an Amazon Studios movie and and they've had it coming out for like what feels like forever now. 
Uh, and I was actually worried that they they might just kind of be like forgetting about it. So I, I just appreciate you uh, reminding me about, about it because uh, I would be shocked if I am not incredibly obnoxious about this movie for the rest of the year once it comes out. <laughs> You'll be so fucking annoying about this movie. Yeah. And then one day I'll have a son who has his own film podcast who will use a net to beat some shitty Swedish movie. In a, in oh, a yeah. Some <laughs> shitty Swedish movie. That's all. I can't <laughs> wait, Corey. Can we please have kids that also start a film podcast that go after each other? Yes. In the same, if there is like, still film by that point. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not just content, they'll have a content podcast. A content so, podcast. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. They'll, t- they'll discuss their favorite, like, holograms dances yeah yeah there are three second holograms they watch yeah (laughs) (laughs) they get they get an input into their their brain via a chip yeah they can smell colors and shit like that (laughs) all that good stuff well that takes us to uh samir who's been just chomping on some noodles this entire time i've been hearing that at the bowl you know what the worst part was he wasn't even chomping he was then taking his fork and grating it on the fucking bottom of the bowl. So then, oh, so I'm gonna yeah. have to edit all of that out as well. And um, so that did so happen. Samir, what, what else? What do you have? What are you excited? Um, about? yeah. Uh, so I'm excited for another horror movie this summer. Um, called Spiral from the Book of Stars. Yeah, good one. Yeah, I hear that one's that's a real crowd that you picked that one. I, I needed to hear Corey's. Yeah, but the worst part was he was talking like Oh, I apologize. What was what was the reference? I, I I said my my movie that I'm excited for this summer is Spiral from the Book of Saw. <laughs> As the only person here who has sat through <laughs> any of that movie, uh, I I I know you're kidding because it's uh, I think yeah. you could just sit at home and watch uh, like CSI Las Vegas or something. Um, but yeah, you guys like pretty much picked every single movie I'm excited about this summer. So I'm going to pull a Corey and stretch my definition of the summer to the end of September. And if I do that, then I'm most excited for the many saints of Newark, the Sopranos mm. movie that's coming to HBO max. Um, yeah, I feel like I don't need to <laughs> hammer home the point with Wait, this one at Samir, all, you like the but Sopranos? just know that I'm... <laughs> Just know that I'm very excited about this movie. Um, and a close second to that is Space Jam. Uh, I think Space Jam will the, be fun for African? just like the Twitter discourse. Yeah. And yeah. I think yeah. Space Jam will be a fun movie experience. Will it be good? Absolutely not. Will it be bad? It might even be worse than bad, but at least like. It looks pretty at terrible. Least, like, at least Jam there will be next. a vibrant, fun kids movie that like everyone's talking about at least for a week so i think mm-hmm. that will be a fun experience. that just wields the uh the entire arsenal of the of the warner brothers corporate name and uh for whatever reason when i saw this trailer the you know what the first thought in my mind was don Cheadle. holy crap this is such no no the, the, the my my thought was holy crap this is such a movie past movie yeah <laughs> i don't even know what that was my first thought i was like this is a movie that's meant for movie pass. If that was yeah. around still, like, this is the type of stuff that everybody would just watch. Not because they wanted to, but because they could, who, because it was movie who pass. Who was it on here that pronounced Don Cheadle's name? Don Cheadle. Cheadle. Oh, yeah, who was that? It was Samir. I <laughs> it was not I me. Samir. It was not me. It had me. to have been. There's no way I pronounced I, it Cheadle. I could imagine both of you doing it, but I'm pretty oh sure. Oh my god. I'm so sick of it. I'm always getting... Play it back! Samir and I always... We have the same name, essentially. We're always getting labeled together. We're both the most handsome always. of the podcast. Same skin tone. Easily. Same skin tone. Yeah, same tone. ethnic upbringing. It's just really hard to... Sam's... Sam's a bit tanner than I, I am. Thank you. It's I've been slower, trying. <laughs> you know what movie um, i discovered existed uh in in doing the research for tonight's episode is this movie you guys do you guys see this america the motion picture i i, I heard i saw the title oh, yeah. and went that sounds fucking horrible oh man it's gonna it. be it's gonna be god awful it just sounds oh it just sounds the like most centrist already. the most centrist thing ever created yeah <laughs> we'll see we'll see maybe maybe it's maybe it'll be more of a i mean i love team america but i can't imagine uh what the names behind this <laughs> team america world police the oh is it movie, dude 
is is it um no Ray it doesn't Parker yeah it's not and, um, Dietrich Parker. it's oh, okay it's uh it's actually a lord and miller uh production um did, like you, did you Tatum and uh, did you read the Peter plot for it yeah i'm gonna read it real quick it says a chainsaw wielding George Washington teams with beer loving bro Sam Adams oh my to God. take down the Brits in a tongue in cheek riff on the American Revolution. <laughs> Looks so stupid. Uh, maybe it's maybe no, it's but stupid in all... enough to be good. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like my actual ranking, even though you guys have picked them for the summer, would probably be something like The Green Knight, In the Heights, and then Old. Um, yeah. yeah, Green Knight is definitely the number one for me as well. Um, but I knew we yeah. were going to talk about that, so I didn't want to add to the list. The The worst part about seeing Samir eat that bowl of noodles is knowing that I can't be there to have my Lady in a Tramp moment with and, Oh, that's so true. <laughs> the worst part by far. That's the, the worst, worst yeah. The worst oh, how I long the to have that part. Lady in the Tramp moment with Samir. <laughs> yeah. oh my Damn, God. dude. I like... It, it brings up that time that when we were doing the Survivor finale and Samir was like, this isn't going to be on the podcast, but I just want to let you know, Sam, that Corey just out-argued you and that's why you lost. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to fuck that. I was like, only I heard this and I fucking hate Samir. <laughs> oh, so funny. It was so funny. Uh... All right. Well, you- audience, you guys can listen to us Show our share both our our love and hate for each other. Uh, you keep listening, but guys, with that, thank you for listening. This is the It's All Film and Games podcast. Peace out.